You're listening to the Mismic Bookworm Podcast, a place for Christian women who write fiction to tell God's big story through our smaller ones. My name is L.N. Brown, and this is Out of My Book, Out of Sight, Out of Mind, in Chapter 4. We made it to the airport with time to spare. I ordered Donald and myself a coffee at the coffee shop past security since his food stipends were long gone. Only a few people were scattered out at our gate. Apparently, the early morning flight on Saturday wasn't popular. As we boarded our plane, the number of passengers already seated communicated a connecting flight from somewhere else. Donald and I got situated in our assigned seats and half listened to the flight attendant spiel. After the how to fasten your seatbelt speech and the how not to die speech concerning oxygen, exits, and seat cushion flotation devices, the captain came over the loudspeaker. Welcome aboard those of you joining us on this flight from Rochester, New York to Dallas, Texas. We should touch down at DFW International in approximately one hour and 52 minutes on this last leg of our trip. Once we are at our maximum altitude, I'll turn off the seatbelt signs and you'll be free to move about the cabin. Thanks for choosing us and enjoy your flight. The aircraft wasn't even close to full, barely over half. As soon as we had permission to move, Donald stirred. I didn't sleep so well last night. I'm going to find an empty seat and sleep. Sure, I'll enjoy your seat then. As soon as he sidestepped out, I raised the armrest between the seats and made myself comfortable. About ten minutes later, a gentleman a few rows up stood into the aisle, filling the space more than Donald. His broad-shouldered frame was covered in a bulky hoodie. Dark frame shielded his eyes, and the hood of the sweater was secured over his head on top of a ball cap. Perhaps he was famous. Why else would he be so covered up? He was going to sweat like a beast in Texas. His commanding presence intimidated me the closer he approached. I offered a polite, closed-mouth smile. Much to my surprise, he stopped in front of Donald's empty seat. Mind if I sit here? He asked, causing my heart to thud with his words alone. What's that about? Um, sure. I collected my things and moved back over to my seat, then pulled the armrest back down. Thanks. The guy next to me kept laying his head on my shoulder, snored too. I didn't know if I should laugh or not, let alone how to respond. It might have helped to look up at him, but shyness got the best of me. Any context clues in the man's face went unread. I'll try not to do the same then. It's okay if you do. You're more my type. Oh. My cheeks warmed like an oven, robbing the ability to think of a reply. A few minutes passed without either of us saying anything as I continued to read my book. I registered the urge to look around and see if there was any empty row this man could have taken instead of sitting next to me, but didn't want to seem annoyed. I stared at the pages without actually reading, trying to put my finger on why his presence had me so flustered. Are you heading home? He finally spoke. I am. I was traveling for work. I glanced for a split second, noticing a strong jawline, the only part of his face that was visible. I'm traveling for work as well, only New York is my home. That's nice. It wasn't a great comeback, but I hadn't planned on talking to a stranger today, not to mention one who left me feeling so bizarre. My introvert itself wasn't prepared. What kind of work do you do, he prodded. So this is going to continue, I see. I closed my book and placed it on my lap. Accounting, oil-filled precisely. You? I do a bit of number crunching on my own. I'm an investment analyst. But the other job, the one I really like, he leaned in, his arm brushing mine. I'm a fighter. I don't think I've ever met a real fighter before. Well, now you have. He didn't offer his name for a proper introduction, but since I'd never see him again, it didn't matter much. The lack of identifying himself lent to my someone famous theory. The conversation stalled for a minute or two. I opened my book again. I'm fighting tonight, actually. Oh, really? 
His statement about traveling for work paired with his bulky sweats and concealed identity made more sense. Yes, ma'am. I weigh in right after I land. Then I plan to find the best burger in town and eat for the first time in almost 24 hours. Whoa, I don't think I could go that long without eating. He shrugged. Just part of the job. The rhyme of his words was familiar. I closed my book with a thud. My heart stalled. Could it be? For as many times as I recalled his face, I equally wondered what he would look like as an adult. I can't say the face looking at me was one that ever came to mind. It wasn't possible. I shook my head clear and tried to remember what we talked about. You should try Harley's, best burger join around. I recommend the blue cheese burger with homestyle fries. Their onion rings are award-winning too, but I don't like onions, so I can't vouch for them. Thanks, maybe I'll check it out. He took off his shades. I finally got a better look at him. Sure, my assumptions were ludicrous. The eyes were too dark, weren't they? Talking about my favorite burger spot caused my stomach to come to life with a rumble. All I had to eat this morning was the cold cheese Danish I grabbed as we exited the hotel. Sounds like you're hungry too. Shoot, you heard that? I chuckled. I'm surprised yours was quiet so long. I practice intermittent fasting during training. Give it another hour or two and it'll be roaring like a lion. After a pause, he asked, Who is that guy sitting with you? My coworker. We were training at a new site for the last two weeks. I searched his face again, not feeling as crazy as moments ago. My heart rate seemed to agree. That's quite the stretch. My trip is quicker. I head back tomorrow. My other job resumes on Monday. That is quick. I hope you enjoy Dallas and your fight goes well. Thanks. He offered his hand in a pause as if to ask for my name. London. I'm Sebastian. The left side of his mouth curled into a smile. That grin wasn't only familiar, it was unmistakable. Sebastian? I hadn't lost my mind after all. It was him. Hi, London, he responded. You haven't changed much. Shock momentarily stole my voice. You certainly have. I barely recognize you. He pulled off his hat and hoodie, revealing more of his profile and, hello, muscles. A few details of the face I memorized in high school shined back at me. One after the other. The one that filled my head over the years on nights when I couldn't sleep. Probably the nose. It's already been broken twice, he chuckled, situating his t-shirt. If it wouldn't have been mega awkward, I would have turned and hugged him. But since we were in such a small space and hadn't seen each other in close to a decade, I didn't reach out. Even though I really wanted to. Besides, just because I hadn't stopped thinking about him over the years didn't mean I occupied his mind at all. Did you know the whole time it was me? I asked, still in shock. I saw you walk in and wondered. Then, when you were reading, I was pretty sure. But when we started talking, I had no doubt, especially when you mentioned not liking onions. I was waiting to see how long it would take for you to recognize me. My voice might not have changed, but his was much deeper than I remember. You punk, I laughed, our familiar banter rushing back in an instant. Can you blame me? You don't look much like you used to at all, you know. Not that I minded his adult build one bit. In a good way, I hope. I nodded a couple times slowly. How else was I supposed to respond to the guy I hadn't seen or even talked to since I was 17? The one who made me feel alive. I could hardly even believe he was physically in front of me. So you live in New York? Now that I knew who he was, I was going to be the one pressing the conversation. Suddenly, my two-hour flight that was already halfway over was entirely too short. Yes, in Rochester. I thought your family moved to Maryland when you left Texas. We did. New York's where my job post-college landed me. Dallas for you, huh? Came for college, stayed for my job. This was surreal. I shook my head in disbelief. Wow, Sebastian. I hadn't uttered his name in years, especially his full name. After we started dating, he was CB. C.B. But calling him that now might be awkward for us both. 
What else? He asked. I want to know what I've missed. How's everybody? Have you kept up with any of the crew? Uh, I stretched out my response. Not really. We still hung out at school, but you were kind of the glue, I guess. School stunk after you left. I laughed. But it wasn't funny back then. Not one bit. But not hanging out with you led to extra time on my hands, which helped me secure more scholarships than I ended up needing. I haven't talked to any of them since graduation. You know more or less what you left behind. I, on the other hand, know nothing about what life was like for you. I waved my hands toward myself, prompting him to tell me more about his life that I repeatedly pondered over the years. Seriously? Nothing? Sebastian's brows furrowed. But he continued after I didn't respond. I finished high school without making too many friends, with only a few weeks left in the year. I was accepted to Johns Hopkins. Thankfully, my scholarships transferred with me. My mom got a job in administration with financial aid services, so I was able to live on campus for free. Worked out pretty good, I guess. I had some independence, but my family was still close. Now more about you. No, hold on. How did you get into fighting? I hurt my knee playing intramural basketball with my dorm mates. After wearing a brace for 10 weeks, I had to do PT to get some kind of strength training. Sparring sounded like fun. Turns out, I seriously enjoyed it. Sebastian played a few sports back in high school, but he wasn't the typical jock. In fact, he was more of a bench warmer. Perhaps that could have been due to the fact that his parents weren't on the Boosters Club, providing all the funding like the majority of the starters. The facts he shared filled the gaps in my unanswered question over the years. More blanks remained unfilled. There simply wasn't enough time to address them all. Interesting. I never would have pegged you as aggressive. It's a sport, London. I'm not aggressive outside of the cage. Good to know. Probably safe to say I'm not that different from the guy you used to know. Really good to know. I nodded so slow I wondered if my head actually moved. Your turn, he insisted. I wanted to discover more about him, but since I couldn't deny Sebastian, I acquiesced. Like I said, school was lame after you left. We still hung out without you, but it wasn't the same. We, being the lottery kids, the crew who won their tuition to the prestigious and expensive private school with our stellar academics. I was accepted at UNT, moved onto campus, did the college thing, and got hired at a small oil company straight out of school. Then, that company was bought out by who I now work for. They're still absorbing smaller companies, which is why I was in Illinois. Not a whole lot else. What I didn't say, with thoughts of you sprinkled all throughout. This moment was still too dreamlike. Like it wasn't happening at all, after all these years and states between us. Looks like life treated you well, he said, pulling me from my thoughts. I wish I would have paid more attention to my looks this morning. I went for comfy over professional for the flight home. Not exactly what I would have chosen as my attire if I knew I'd run into my former boyfriend. I ran a hand over my casual lounge pants. I've done all right, I'd say. Looks like life has treated you well, too. I pushed the attention back on him. Thanks. One day I might quit my day job. I just have to wait and see if this part of my career takes off. I'm rather grateful for it at this particular moment, though. His smile made me hope he insinuated it led to running into me. However, he could have meant ten other things. I noticed he wasn't wearing a ring, but he was about to fight, so maybe he still had one back home. I tried to figure out how to bring up his personal life when, ding, the seatbelt light came back on. Flight attendants, please prepare for landing. No, not already. Do you watch any MMA? Sebastian asked as the stewardess began their rounds. MM what? Mixed martial arts. That's the type of fighting I do. Oh, can't say I do. You know me. Always more of the book-savvy kind of individual. Right. Well, if you want to come, I can add you to the guest list. I get four spots and I don't have anyone to use them. Really? 
the thought of attending a crowded, smelly sporting event was an easy no for me. Hard no. But having the chance to see Sebastian again made it a resounding yes. Okay, yeah, maybe I can convince my roommate to come. Excellent. I'll text my manager and get you on the list. Same last name? Yep, still Adams. Great, he smiled that mischievous grin. Starting a new conversation as gears sounded and the wheels hit the runway seemed pointless, but I seriously wasn't ready for him to be gone. Again. I'm really glad we happened to be on the same flight, Sebastian said with the warmth in his eyes. Me too. I think I smiled, but for some reason, I couldn't feel my body. He gave me the information on where the fight would take place. I typed it all out on my phone, along with the name I'd need to get me in if there were any complications. The clicks and clacks of everyone unbuckling seatbelts and opening the overhead bins to retrieve their belongings filled the cabin. I probably won't see you up close again, but I'll be cheering you on in the crowd, I said. Thanks. That means a lot. We stood up and were finally able to give some sort of hug that was awkward in the small space, yet amazingly fabulous. Being in CB's arms had always been my favorite place to be. And, of course, Donald interrupted. Hello there, he rubbed the sleep from his eyes. Donald, this is my friend from high school, Sebastian. Sebastian, my coworker, Donald. Friends wasn't an adequate word, but nothing else seemed appropriate for the setting. Pleasure, Donald said and offered his hand. Likewise, Sebastian returned the greeting. He's fighting tonight at Verizon, I added, utterly impressed. Awesome, good luck. Thanks, nice to meet you, Donald. Good to see you again, London. The sound of my name on his lips made my spine turn to jello. A solid, but barely. I better go find my bag. He walked away, which was no fun at all. But at least now, I had an idea of how his life had turned out. I wouldn't have to wonder anymore. Sebastian, the one my thoughts traveled back to more times than I can count. Central Station.